don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This is Social Minds, the UK's first dedicated social media marketing podcast brought to you by Social Chain. I'm Theo. And I'm Eve. And each week we'll be joined by a host of progressive minds to learn the unique and innovative ways that social media is being used around the world. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest developments across social and what they mean for us all. And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to get new episodes every week. This week on Social Minds. Yeah, I think it's that aspiration versus practicality, isn't it? So what do they need at that time, but also what are they really wanting? We were joined by our very own Roxanne Parker, who is the social media director here at Social Chain. Now, Rox has also had previous experience as a social media executive for my uni days, and she's worked with brands the likes of NUS, which makes her the perfect person to speak to about all things student marketing with Freshers Week just around the corner. Yes, absolutely. September is fast on the approach and it's around about this time that brands should start thinking about their student marketing strategies. But how will things differ this year with a majority of students having been born entirely in the 21st century? You know, put the stereotypes to the side, they're not the beer guzzling party goers that you think they are, and take the time to really find out what this year's group of students would be after. Search trend for Freshers Week is, is decreasing year on year, really? but if you look at the specific brand names of um, student discount apps and, and brands, they're increasing. All this and more, coming up. How can brands capture the modern student audience effectively? That's a big question. Yes, <laughs> they is. always they say always that. They always are. This is going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think for me, there's three kind of key elements to consider for brands. Um, and one being that timing is key. I think there's a tendency to you know, just focus on Freshers Week alone, mm. which mm. is a great approach and brands should capitalise on Freshers Week, but looking beyond that and, and how you can nurture that student into a, a long-term customer. Mm. Um, second, I'd definitely say is emotional connection, like considering what uh, the emotion the student is feeling at different stages throughout their life at university. Mm. Um especially when considering your creative and messaging. And then the third, I think it's definitely interesting to understand the context of, well, and the behaviours of how they're using the platforms because they're not using social media platforms all in the same way. They're not using different online channels the mm. same way. So it's understanding the context and and what they're trying to get out of that particular platform. So I think if you kind of consider those three main elements, you're on to on the right track, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I absolutely agree that student marketing is um, relevant all year round because there are so many events mm. in the student calendar um, to consider. But as we're recording this, it's very, very close to Freshers Week. Yes. Um, so with that in mind, how should brands be preparing for September start? So, um, well, firstly, they should definitely be preparing in advance. And yeah. hopefully a lot of brands have started preparing by now. I think in the run up to university, especially or college or an apprenticeship, people are looking to buy those high ticket price items. So it's kind of delving into the data of when students are kind of buying those items. Mm. So say your laptop, so tech brands probably want to be doing a bit more of a, a pre-freshers week strategy. Mm. Um but also, I think that 
period. Freshers Week is always going to be a difficult one to cut through the noise. There's yeah. so many brands, um, you know, consistently shouting at students like, I've got 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> Come and take my yeah, 10%. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. And and for brands to really be able to get the competitive edge on this, it's going above and beyond just that 10% off discount mm. message. So I think there was a stat in Campaign Live about 47% of students remember um, the best advertising from Freshers Week. Mm. Um, so it's not to say that brands can't cut through at Freshers Week. I think it's just how they do that and that message. And, and especially with this um, generation now, it's that experiential uh, factor as well, giving yeah. them more than just the discount, maybe even more than just the free pizza, which I know I used yeah. to get yeah. <laughs> at Freshers Week. But yeah, the best brands like stand out. And I remember mm. Domino's because they gave me free pizza. Yeah. But yeah. I, I guess now we're fighting a lot more with social media um, advertisements as well as offline. So mm. it's thinking about how do those two strategies connect as well, the online and offline, beyond just free slice pizza and discounts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely considering what's that pre, during and post and, and thinking of the time periods to capture them, what what experience you should give them at that pre, during and post Freshers Week mini campaign period, I guess. Yeah. Does, does that have anything to do with trust as well? Because most students are going to be like, well, you know, we weren't born yesterday. We're the generation who knows social inside out. Yeah. So there, there must be a barrier there to overcome to like connect with them. Yeah, I'd definitely say so. I think it's it's more of a, so Edelman's barometer of trust, everyone knows that, especially for politics and news that, trust has decreased um, in social media, especially on the likes of Facebook. Um, but that's not to say that people won't interact with brands on social, especially this kind of 16 to 20s generation, they will. But the factor is like, they're not adverse to advertising. They just don't want it to be gimmicky. They don't want it to be so blatant. They don't want yeah. it to just be, you know, a in-feed message of big 20% off like a 20% off is great, don't get me wrong. Um, but also they want to feel connected to a brand and I think that's where you're going to get that longevity of a, a consumer as well. Like if you're just leading on um, um, price-led um, elements and, and USPs of your brand, you're not going to create that emotional connection mm. like we said at the beginning. Mm. So I think they're definitely more savvy, but at the same time, this is the generation that aren't afraid to purchase on mobile. They're spending over I think it's like seven hours a day online not just on social but online in general mm. so it'd be you know they're savvy but they're still willing to interact with brands so to yeah. speak so I don't think there's a, a huge issue there it's just making sure that message is right and and is authentic mm. I think is a key key thing also yeah it's going to be a case like it's not the same as it's always been like for so many brands that have been marketing to, uh, to students for like literally years but it was Mike our strategy director who pointed mm. out this intake of students is going to be among the ones who have literally been born from the 2000s upwards I didn't so, even realise that which is, that which is mad scary, so like wow. millennium babies literally like they won't have known an upbringing without social they'll have been like what, four or five years old when wow. Facebook came out which is crazy yeah we got to think there's a lot more people probably going to university now as well. Yeah. I can remember yeah. when I was, you know, in college, it was like university was the done thing mm. as opposed to, you know, 20 and years ago. I think ago. even yeah. that just classing students as just university goers, it's so beyond that now, like apprenticeship, yeah, like right. the rise of apprenticeships mm. is huge and, and college students and they might have different um, 
attitudes or behaviors online because they're not necessarily doing that traditional move away from home yeah. to uni so it's factoring that into your messaging as well yeah. which I think will be interesting if brands can do that like not just I think there's this tendency to group students in yeah. one and they all act the same and they're all out boozing or whatever like that. Yeah. But it, it's, that's a generalisation. But yeah. um, it's some that particularly traditional advertisers may still have of students. And I think definitely if you're pre-planning well in advance, you know, to hold surveys to current students who are not just uni goers mm. college college students and apprenticeships um take us to and you know survey them ask the yeah. people that are actually going to uni and find out about you know your audience profiles do they fit into a segment of your current audience because we don't all split our brand targeting by age demographic mm. so i think it's looking at especially for always on approaches as well how they can fit into different profiles of your audience current audience already and mm. not consistently just blasting them with student messaging just I think that's such it. a good point like I I did an apprenticeship after I left mm. uni and I remember being like quite annoyed that I wasn't um like able to benefit from a lot of the student like yeah. discount marketing and a lot of the like student offers that came out because it was all for people with like a my uni days account or an NUS yeah. card yeah. Mm. and they they literally no one's catering for other kinds of students as well of that uh, it's like they it's just get forgotten but you know, there's money to uni, spend arguably more because yeah. people with apprenticeships are actually earning yeah so yeah. like to, to not factor those in it's a bit of an oversight but, yeah. but then the you, uh, because this is something that comes up a lot and in a lot of marketing and advertising books as well, is like, around, you know, around this age, 16, 17, whatever, yeah. that's when people begin to pick their brands for life. Mm. Now, we know that that's sort of true in some instances and not in others. Yeah. But does Freshers Week present an opportunity mm. for a long-term strategy moving beyond that week yeah. to sort of, you know, we're with you through the next three years. People or, are like buying what? things for the first time that they've never bought before. Yeah, so they're like discovering, so discovering new brands. Yeah, I think a good point there is that during Fresh, Fresh as we gives you that kind of platform where people are actually in active mode. They mm. want brands to talk to them because they know that they're going to get some sort of instant gratification from them. Whereas throughout the year they're probably a little bit more passive like they're not expecting the student marketing so they might scroll past it but fresh as week they're actually in active mode mm. so you've got a great kind of platform there to introduce yourself they're, they're wanting you to introduce yourselves to them I think the, the only thing there is obviously you've got a lot of competition so it's how you do that yeah. and how you do that authentically um, but yeah definitely gives you that introduction to a student and I think because they're expecting advertising, if your message is relevant to them, different stands out, you've got that chance to increase your brand favorability mm. or even just your, your recall. Um, they, they associate yeah. your brand with being, you know, of value to students. Yeah. And I mean, you've, you've got, um, companies, you know, Boohoo's a good example of, of one. They have a student page on their website. Um, and so from, say like uni days, like you mentioned, users will go and visit, um, click through to get their discount code, go to Boohoo and they'll land on a specific student microsite page. Mm -hmm. And from that, I think it's it's such a easy win there because what you can do is just put a Facebook pixel on there mm. and you know that throughout the year people visiting that page are definitely students. And yeah. if they don't purchase, you can potentially remarket to them with 
you know, the products they, they were looking at and, and remain relevant to them. But it's just you're able to identify a lot more that they're students, mm. even just through little easy wins like that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely go with the big bang at Freshers. But then there's those smaller, you know, easier value wins that that you can do on a longer term scale and build up that data as well yeah. um, throughout the years. It becomes a sort of student yeah. CRM I'm guessing there that you've got that you yeah, relate back to. That's it. And it's if you don't make that valuable connection in, in the first instance, they're not really going to want to sign up yeah. to your brand. They're, they're just going to use you for your discount and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I guess. So it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting you say as well that there's there's uh, different points, you know, in terms of mentality. I mean, a lot of the work we obviously do at Social Chain focus on the mindset in, in whatever yeah. point. But uh, we've, we've got a couple of stats here. So... Um, around the middle of the first term, 30% of students say they begin to feel home, homesick and sort of uh, mm. those those feelings of longing for home. You know, maybe they've they've been in it for a bit, and I, that that to me strikes me as an as an interesting time where brands, those sort of nostalgic brands, can get in and be like, oh, it tastes like home. Remember this yeah. and whatnot. It's a yeah. different kind of. So while you're in your freshers' week, your your party party phase, like, or whatever, something again, that's gonna like be comforting and like reassure yeah. them. Yeah. Pillow. <laughs> yeah. I swear I was definitely like, like that mom. as well. Yeah. <laughs> mom. It's I'm like Richmond Sausages tree. advert. It's like, ah, just like mum used to yeah, make. Yeah, a bit pissed yeah. Richmond were taking that uh, advice, clearly. No, that is exactly it. So in the beginning, like consider, when I mentioned considering that emotional connection, it's, yeah, at the start of the year, you know, they probably are looking for these discounts and instant gratification. But mm, what is mm. the message? Not just having, again, like I said, drumming it home, not just that discount message. Mm. However, it is important. It's also having that, how are they feeling at, at that yeah. moment in time? And I was reading, I can't remember where it was from now, but, um, you know, that students will, well, 16 to 20 year olds will be more loyal to a brand that's helping them achieve their life goals, which I thought mm. was really interesting. Um, and so it's it's thinking long term as well. Mm. So although they might mm. be feeling in the moment, you know, homesick. So, yeah, maybe it's it's putting out messaging that's relatable to, you know, home or, you know, send a personalised card to mum. Yeah. That was yeah. a terrible oh, example. Nice, yeah. <laughs> but you that's never sad. know. Um, but yeah, and then what in the long run? What do you stand for in, in mm. the long run with students? as yeah. well what do you want to help them achieve and I think like the massive increase in interest of like ethical um, mm. purchasing um, supporting kind of micro blog micro bloggers micro influencers mm. over celebrities now I think it's it's just all pointing towards that direction that they they want to stand for something a little bit more yeah. Mm. Um, mm. yeah I think definitely if I compared my time at uni towards <laughs> like young people now I was more concerned about how much a Jaeger bomb was compared to ethical purchasing. But, you know, I think it's because we didn't have that back in the day. Like there wasn't influencers in in my feed, you know, supporting um, litter, beach litter pickups. But now it is in my feed. I'm like, oh, I didn't really know about this. Um, It was a a major issue. And making you consider your kind of purchase and behavioural actions as well more. So I think that's an interesting take. What's your short-term emotional connection with them? But overall, what do you want to, what do you want that student to feel like you've benefited them mm. to do yeah. um, over just, you've saved me £10 on dress? Yeah, because yeah. you do, yeah. you get, you get like, it is obviously a really emotional time. And it, like, it is the time where most people start to figure out not just like who they are in like 
um terms of like their personality mm. or like how they want to dress or how they want to act but yeah like um like ethically as well like i found when i was at uni that was when everyone started you know well that was when i like discovered politics and you actually start paying attention to what's happening mm. in the world because mm. you've got no yeah. choice you've been thrown into this environment with people from absolutely everywhere mm. and it's just mm. like that sort of discovering where you fit in the mix mm. so yeah i think that's a really good point to make mm. there must be something quite empower and you know it's going to sound so trivial but it must be something so empowering about stepping in a supermarket for the first time and not for the first time in your life but for the first time at uni you know and doing your first shop and being like right okay mum dad used to buy xyz this is me I'm going to buy this now you know something people forget about yeah everyone so I was talking to with Katie Leeson the other day because she said there's nothing she hates more in the world than food shopping and I said I absolutely love food shopping because I remember being young it's something I've always associated with independence Mm. and being young and mum would like always buy something healthy or like Mm. you know just like the food that we have every single week and I was I would always think right when I'm old enough to do my own shop I'll buy this I'll buy this and that's what going to uni was like it's a new lease of life I can finally buy the things I've had my eyes on when yeah. I was younger and I was like, oh look it's my money it's my decision and you're right it is so empowering it, mm. it must make students so ripe for marketing mm. and selling and, and all the rest of it but but that being said we, we, we talk about it as if it's kind of like a you know easy in some 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 yeah. way but you know we know from experience and from what a lot of people tell us that the student market is still a tough nut to crack mm. why, why is it so hard do you know I think it's because you do have these preconceptions still that the of the stereotypical student like out binge drinking um and so on and so forth and just wanting cheap deals and stuff like that and i think it's it's hard if you've not done that research and mm. still still mm. believe that mm. to be true um and and again like we said just like grouping them into this one mm. generalized pot of people i think if you get to the crux of understanding like your different segments of those students and being able to tap into those emotional times mm. um or emotional needs of the student yeah. as well as the practical side as well um i think that can really benefit brand i think a great example is you know the increase of and this totally counteracts that stereotype of you know students being you know just concerned of parties and nights out but mm. i think um it was a inkling report where 58 percent of students would rather stay at home chilling than going on yeah. a clubbing night out and it's on think netflix and of, chill these days yeah. so we actually found that like gen z aren't drinking very much are they no, no, not as much as like it. millennials and, or and the increase in like their um concern around health and wellness mm. like mental mm. health is it just tops physical health now in terms of you know where they their interest lies mm. and and you know apps like my uh headspace for meditation yeah. and mm. stuff like that mm. have massively um the downloads are hugely on the rise yeah so i think it's tapping into those affinities those new affinities and not stereotyped mm. affinities with the messaging as well yeah, yeah. and being able to convey them at the right time with the right emotional message too um is definitely a way to set yourself aside. But also, I think another key element is that there's there's a tendency to sometimes just rely on the platforms that potentially work for, say, converting a user. So we all know Facebook and Instagram advertising works. It's, it's, you know, cost efficient in driving, you know, direct response because at the end of the day, that's, you know, what everyone wants to achieve is, you know, 
create sales and, and generate those mm. valuable lifetime customers. Um, but at the same time, you've got so much competition and the same kind of messages happening on those platforms. Yeah. And with these, um, this kind of demographic spending up to several hours a day across multiple, multiple platforms. Yeah. You know, could you it's be tapping? Yeah. That. Could you be tapping into these niche, more niche platforms? Mm. Could it be Tinder? When you first go to university, you probably wanted to meet new people. Yeah. Okay, if you're single. Um, and you could be putting advertising with it within that space and making it contextually mm. relevant to how them, what their mindset will be whilst they're on Tinder, yeah. I guess. So Captain Morgan's is always a great example. They, uh, The rum brand. Um, it is rum, isn't it? Captain yes. Morgan's. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so they made him into, he, they gave him his own Tinder profile. Oh, I just thought amazing. it was absolutely brilliant. And so when you swiped right for Captain Morgan, you then had like this bot conversation with him and got sent through to the site to a deal. So I think it's just That's adding those clever. unique journeys. You're going you're gonna to remember that over mm. just seeing Captain Morgan rum in your newsfeed yeah. I think it's yeah. having that experience tapping into the context of a platform and the emotional um kind of state they'll be, they'll be in in mm. that platform or well, not state as such but just their behavioral state of how they're consuming in that platform yeah. um I think it's key so things like snapchat uh you know, that people are still spending, especially 16 to 24 year olds are still spending up to half an hour a day on that platform. Um, Which and is a long time. Yeah, yeah. and, and we've it, seen like advertising rates, like click-through rates are still really high on, on that platform. So although yes, your reach might be significantly lower, um, is still going to achieve results. It's mm. just tapping into niche subgroups and which is fits perfectly well with what we were saying about, you know, segmenting your student profiles, not all are going to be health and wellness. Mm. A lot still will, will want that party lifestyle. Yeah. But yeah, so I think tapping into different contexts of different platforms uh, is definitely a way you could cut through the noise and, and doing it in a fun way. You mentioned mm. bots there, and I, I find that one a really interesting one because it does come up in conversation. Mm. How... And I know you've worked on a lot of bot campaigns. How crucial do you think they are going to be now for brands as well and tapping people on WhatsApp and it's that sort of conversation? Yeah, massively um, will be crucial for brands. I think with um, messaging apps uh, pretty much surpassing uh, social network apps um, as the most daily visited, which is... Insane. And I think it just signifies that increasing rise of dark social. So mm. your word of mouth marketing is still your most valuable. Like mm. if, if you recommended, you know, a, a brand to me, I'd probably be more inclined to take your word for it yeah. than, you know, a brand that I've met, brand's Facebook story ad. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely key for brands to be considering messaging apps as mm. part of their um, strategies, even if it's just, you know, your ad placements being in the messenger section. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it Because chatbots can, you know, if you haven't got the capacity to create one and, and manage that, then there's, there's still workarounds, there's still easy ways to benefit from making sure your brand is placed within the messenger section. Mm. But again, with chatbots, I think with uh, 16 to 20 year olds especially kind of wanting more from brands and yeah, wanting that experience yeah. it, it you know it's a no-brainer for me and 
even if it is just that customer service element to start off with, it's it's a great way to connect with brands because who wants to ring up a helpline anymore? <laughs> no one. Yeah, one. No, <laughs> no one. Even, you don't I like even to ring talk your mum when you're at uni, do you? you yeah, have to, you and have I to. think there's this um, <laughs> fear that, oh, they'll know we're a bot. And it's like, yes, they will know you're a bot, but they don't care. Yeah. They don't care that you're a bot. They just want quick, easy answers. It, it's that instant gratification again. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you, you style it out a bit more and, you know, you put a personalization element into it you know could be ikea helping you sort out your uni room so you put in your dimensions of your room what styles you like and stuff like that and yeah. it pops recommended products for your your room in halls or something like that i think there's there's ways you can personalize it further and i think that's what you know this generation and i think even older generations are looking for brands yeah. from brands for now yeah. because social has made us this kind of greedy experience hunters as such um, so yeah we have to work into the hands of that but definitely chatbot should be something that brands are considering or just messenger in general being mm. a part of your strategy I think it's uh, important as well when you said word of mouth is still obviously like so mm. crucial for brands and marketers but we've spoken to a few that still like class messaging apps and conversations that happen there is like conversation on social and word of mouth to them is still something that exists in real yeah. life, like in person. But I, I honestly think that if you're speaking to someone, be it online or offline, like that's still word of mouth. That's still mm. a personal recommendation. Yeah. So it's like counting that as well. Just as we've been speaking as well, like, you know, it's student massive programs. I've been thinking at what point in your life are you more surrounded by you know people your age and peers outside yeah. of your friends you know yeah. university campus you're filled with people your age aren't you yeah with you know these brand signifiers with recommendations yeah. you can be speaking to where did you get that from oh, i got it from here mm, you got to utilize it. those people as the well noise becomes yeah, like, even that competition like we said from brands is massive but that the noise you're competing on against people in real life people on social mm. people yeah. in messenger apps you're competing through all that noise so yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely how do you cut through that yeah. and and which ways you know unique ways to do that mm. that tap into what people actually want to see mm. um, and what value you can give them yeah definitely. and I think like data and like like social listening is like crucial in that because obviously it is such a time for broadening your horizons yeah. but yeah. I think like like everyone knows that but the ramifications of that can be like so like niche yeah. and you're right like because there's so many options out there to these new students um cutting through is so important so it's mm. important to like listen and find out what they're actually thinking and feeling That's because it. you know they've it probably changes like on a weekly yeah. basis when you're at uni so Definitely. it's something that they they don't even keep track of so it's important to like stay on the ground for that yeah. I think. income as well there's there's an interesting one this 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 one always comes up i don't know if it's like a challenge but uh if you can educate me on this, rocks you as well, okay. because I did not go to university, so I didn't have the uh, pleasure of a student loan arriving in my oh, yeah. uh, bank account. But what about these sorts of times, like you know, the student loan time versus oh, the yeah. student time? It's, it's the... when it's when you have your, like your disposable income, and it's mad because you get like I got like thirteen hundred pounds in mine that has to last you three months, which, as we know, isn't that much Nobody now. Does, do but they? at the time, yeah. it's like whoa. All of a sudden, we've got all this extra money. Like, I'm going to yeah. go out. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to buy things. And like, say, say you have uh, recognised the brand in Freshers Week. That's when that recall element will come in. And yeah. like, even if you've not purchased then, it's like, oh, I remember seeing that. And now I've got money. Now I'm going to buy it. And mm -hmm. it's like other events. I think like, um, 
like if you're going on like the student calendar and nights out, like when we were talking to Chris Williamson, um, who's a student nights mm. event planner, it's things like St. Patrick's Day and Halloween, like they're massive for students. Yeah. It's like think about those group things that everyone just suddenly starts celebrating, even though you've never gone yeah. out for Paddy's Day before in your life, but it becomes like this massive thing. So it's thinking about them as well. Yeah. The, these and, are consumer journeys you focus on naturally, rocks, I imagine. Yeah. So I think that's it. The timing is is definitely key so do you when the student uh, loan comes in want to be pushing the highest discount probably not because mm. you want to be helping them out when potentially they're a little bit more skint later on in the yeah. year so it's considering that as well um during those times but yeah as I said like you don't necessarily need this always on strategy of saying hey students every week like hey students come yeah. check out our brand mm -hmm. but it is tapping into those timing points so having within your marketing plan a separate line on your plan for just those key peak dates uh, mm. for students so you know they're traveling home they're in festive festive spirit um or it's halloween you know they're going to want fancy dress how can your brand tap into that mm. um all the way through to like festival season that's yeah. a big peak though so when i used to work at a student discount brand that was a massive uh campaign we used to run just because people spend ridiculous amounts on festival outfits. Mm. Like, I'm not a festival goer myself, so I can't relate, but I bet you can. You're a festival goer. I'm not. Yeah. I went to my first festival in, like, four years um, the other week, but not a festival goer. But, yeah, like, obviously when you go, you do want to, like, plan for it That's and you're, you're it. looking for things yeah. to buy, yeah. It's tapping into those moments where the, the consideration is high. Um, but, again, as I say that, and not to contradict, contradict myself if you've got something running in the background like a small remarketing mm. campaign you're ensuring that frequency is always there throughout the year as well which I think is definitely key yeah. um, people always fear the word frequency um, I think definitely back in the day we're like oh my god we can't go over three times frequency on an ad otherwise we're just really going to annoy everyone mm. but I think now especially with you know 16 to 24 year olds or even as I've fallen out of that bracket now. Um, but I was talking to Liam, who's on my team the other day. He's like, I, I really don't mind. Like, um, there was a food subscription brand that literally remarketed me every day or mm. every other day. Um, and I'd, I'd be a fool and click back in and start umming and ahhing whether I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I see know. the same brands yeah. pop up on Instagram all the time and I'm just like, cool, this is my ad pool now. I'm yeah. used to it. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what have you got for me yeah, today? They, they switch up their messaging like every week so I don't mind. Yeah. And eventually I was a, a customer, but the frequency on that must have been like 30 times within the space of a month. Yeah. Um, not saying that's, you know, the definite go-to, but yeah, don't be afraid of frequency. Mm. So as long as you're, your messaging is relevant at that time in, in the student's, you know, journey at uni. It's definitely mm. one to consider and making sure they don't forget your brand because, like yeah, you said, exactly. you're competing against friends and family, mm. other brands, mm. dog videos and, yeah. I don't, I'd actually <laughs> argue that's probably more effective because, say, like, um, you know the brand Sheen? Is it Sheen or Shine? Yeah. That is always in my Instagram feed. Mm. And I must think they've just got Am it switched I? on all the time because it's literally every day. But it's got to the point where, like, if I see a post from them, I'm so used to seeing content yeah. from them that I don't mind them being there at all. It's yeah. almost like I follow them because they're always there. Yeah. So, But if it was, like, a brand who is just marketing to me for the first time or does it, like, once a fortnight or, like, yeah. once a month, it's just I'll see it. I'll just be like, oh, ads. where's that, where's yeah. that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll probably just be like, what are you doing? here you don't belong here <laughs> you don't belong in my feed <laughs> <Get out. laughs> 
Yeah. You, I mean, you're obviously a massive expert in paid rocks. So I'd be curious to know the answer to this. What, you know, you know what do you say to these uh, student-facing brands, you know, the difference between your sort of organic content and your content that you're making and just, you know, an all-out ad strategy when it yeah. comes to paid and stuff? Is it... I think nowadays you definitely should just consider your social strategy as one, both organic and paid blended with organic reach kind of massively dipping on Facebook and Instagram, mm. you know, making sure that every piece of content that you do put on there is is boosted to the right people. But having said that, if you're segmenting your students or college goers or apprenticeship takers if you're segmenting them you might want to tweak different messaging to them and that's mm -hmm. where you can you know propose that dark strategy of of sending the right message to the right people otherwise if you're just posting content on your pages or in or in kind of your, your standard organic feed it might not be relevant to everyone so I think it's definitely worth having that dark strategy but also supporting all your kind of organic content as well with small amounts of paid just to get it kind of snowballing in the feed as yeah. we like yeah. to call it um, but just giving the, that little bit of a push start on reach but also kind of tapping into publishers and and, and influencers as well is only going to enhance that so you know people say organic is dead but it's definitely not because these publishers and influencers are they're still getting massive engagement and reach organically. So mm. it's just thinking beyond mm. the feed. And that's what I always say to people now, like, don't just think of the feed. Don't just think of Facebook. What other channels can you tap into mm. cost effectively? Mm. Um, how do you tie influencers, publishers into your overall social strategy? And t having all of those, don't just split them out. So like, don't split that organic and paid. How do they all tie into that one crux of your social content strategy for mm. students um so yeah a little bit of a blend of, of everything i think yeah. yeah and how how would you advise say brands who maybe have smaller budgets to try and keep costs down especially if they're trying to market to students throughout the whole year yeah so i think definitely that remarketing from a specific student landing page mm -hmm. is just totally cost effective and it's going to get you the highest return on investment mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of tried and tested yeah. um, but also again tapping into potentially new platforms but also just in, in a cost efficient way so maybe you've done tried and tested before freshers or used performance analysis from last year what worked what didn't mm. work focus on those kind of segments um, rather than just trying to reach anyone and everyone because yeah. not everyone's going to be invested in your brand it might not be relevant to them um so yeah definitely use previous data or try to test pre-freshers week pre-students going back to um uni and yeah just kind of make sure that we're not just showing them the same things all the time yeah. as well like i think yeah that's definitely okay i can imagine as well as your audience demographics and segmenting your audiences the data probably plays a big part in the look and feel of your content. Mm -hmm. So I know you mentioned, you know, eco-friendly content and very much inclusive mm. themes, but I suspect there's also stuff like, 
you know, the the aspirational sort of mm. segment and the, uh, the the ones who are sort of finding who they are and finding their identity mm, and yeah. the kind of self-discovery mm. side well, of things as well. We were previously talking about this, weren't we? Were yeah. So I, I honestly think when you want to feel like you want to reinvent yourself, like every student does, like new and returning, mm. and you want to feel like you've got your shit together, you buy stuff. Which is yeah. like the perfect, the, literally the perfect chance yeah. for brands to come out and say, "Hey, look, this is the person you want to be. We've got the, we've got the product for we you." We all do it, don't we? We all say, "Right, time yeah. for a new wardrobe." It's Boom. human nature. Yeah. You, know, you become a yeah. goth the next day. Imagine it back to uh, back to like actual <laughs> high school, and literally, no matter what year it was, every single September, I'm like, brand new pencil case, brand new notepad. It lasts like yeah. three weeks, but for those three weeks, I was a new woman. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> smell gel pens. That was the one for me. I wasn't cool if I didn't have smell gel pens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's that um, aspiration versus practicality, yeah. isn't it? So what do they need at that time? But also what are they really wanting? I think that's a great point where timing, again, impacts. So yeah. it kind of, you know, freshers week, they're probably going to be wanting a mm. lot more because they've got the disposable income. But, you know, when it's getting into... You know, pre probably pre-freshers they, mm. they need the practical items before they're there you know how are they going to decorate their room yeah. how are they going to eat pots and pans yeah the practical stuff yeah. that mum always tells you to get <laughs> so you always forget I swear no one had a saucepan in my uh, really so everyone just used one we had like six or, saucepans but when it came to other things like a sieve or like a colander everyone was like nope yeah, yeah it's always one potato, spatula potato between potato five feet. Yeah. Yeah, you, you never realise you've not got potato peeling, so he tries to peel <laughs> potatoes. Cut your finger off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it is getting that balance though. So if you are plotting out for the year those peak times, maybe even just specifying should this message be practical, should it be aspirational, mm. but even like. Not even just setting it out out just for students. I'm sure a lot of their own brand messaging for a lot of brands connects to students as it does yeah. to, you know, their wider um, audience profiles. Yeah, exactly. So it's just thinking how they tap into that. It might be that they just use ambassadors and keep it off their mm. own profiles, use ambassadors, use influencers, use partners. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's different ways to go about it, but I think it's definitely understanding through data what they need at that time mm. and or versus what they want at that time as well keeping that level balance yeah. we are in that world of you know your instagram self versus yeah i know that's it as well like, they're just like every other young person just because they've moved to a different place like that's going to yeah. be affecting a certain side of them the fact that they're yeah. all at uni but they are just young people at the end yeah. of the day and probably have a lot of the same thoughts and feelings as like yeah. like you said brands are probably putting out some of that messaging anyway mm. yeah and it doesn't necessarily all have to be on the same platform so instagram might be used for that more aspirational content mm. or through influencers and then the practical elements might be through a quick story or a, a chatbot so if mm. someone yeah. needs help like with practical elements like how the hell do I wash my clothes yeah that's it not, not just like not just like selling products like that sort of like um, that expertise like that helping hand kind of thing where yeah students will be wanting to ask loads of questions yeah, and maybe it's one, like yeah. what you're selling is information instead of a product yeah yeah, yeah that is a good point and I point. think for brands kind of... that might be like oh well mm. I haven't got aspirational products or something. You know, you're, se you're selling like... pens yeah. but I'm, I'm sure if there was a you know micro oh, influencer you with a personalised pen with the name on yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm over that. even like, like, like travel brands would be like explore your new city 
It doesn't yeah. have to be like abroad, does it? S- cereal, yeah. isn't it? What's the best way to get up and go? You eat cereal, don't you? So yeah. Or you flip of... it if it's like a more aspirational brand. So like fashion brands and they're like, oh, how can I tap into the practicality needs yeah. of a student? Yeah. So, you know, they might have purchased clothes from you. Why not put in your packaging like a little five hacks, laundry hacks? It's still kind of yeah. making sure it relates oh, to your brand. Yeah. But then you're also tapping into that emotional need at the time. Yeah. and. Yeah, so this giving all our best ideas away. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. The the final point I want to come on to, Rox, is uh, again, you know, for somebody who deals so much with paid on a regular basis. Yeah. Commerce trends, how are we going to be spending our money, the class of whatever in the future? You know, so you've already said that young people, they're very adept at spending through mobile and whatnot. You see, you know, with the launch of Instagram, a bit of future casting, but with Instagram bringing in this sort of P2P payments kind of situation you think that's going to be key for a lot of people to yeah and i think through messenger as well that would definitely be um a key element this is the generation that are happy to purchase through mobile Mm. happy probably going to be the happiest to start purchasing through social as well Mm. um and I like the term, and I heard this term, conversational commerce. Mm. Still not quite happened, but I swear it's been on the trend lists for like two years. So <laughs> it will happen one year, but I think it's finally starting to get there with the rise of Messenger and usage mm. of Messenger. Um, you know, spending directly on platform, it's just more convenient. And we are becoming that generation of, of convenience. So yeah. definitely making your profiles now and and just your feed a lot more shoppable like make sure you're using uh shoppable tags make sure you've got a shop across um you've on your facebook page because that's kind of kind of uh works as just your storefront now you don't really visit facebook pages or maybe you do just to kind of ensure that they're legit sometimes yeah. I think yeah. it's kind yeah. of a credibility yeah. thing or if you're a real hardcore fan of that brand I guess yeah um but yeah so I think it's definitely key for brands to start preparing now and and like I think it was quite a while back we were discussing like imagine a time where you've got a separate Instagram shoppable app and you can start purchasing mm. from different brands within mm. that one mm. app and paying for everything yeah in one rather than oh, I'm going to have that. to go to ASOS I'm going to have to go to yeah. Ikea yeah. Like, you could buy everything be quite lazy yeah, and on a hangover it. day no one's trekking into town no, no, no. everyone's sat on their bums on their phones the or the blue water of social <laughs> yeah. places, I used to li- literally live like 10 minutes away from the Arndale and it was still too much of a walk <laughs> <laughs> All about the online. Why would we say lazy? I don't know. (laughs) It's because you're allowed to be. Mum's not there at uni to tell you to get off your bum and get out of bed. Talking of which, do you still have those cards where your parents can load money onto them, your parents or your carer or whoever can, like a Sainsbury's card? Yeah, did you ever see those? No, no, I didn't. No, 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 I was just gonna, just do the old-fashioned way, way. Yeah, ring mum up and be yeah. like, "Mum, I'm scared." I know. Please send some money. Yeah, no, I think yeah. you could still. There's still still student discount cards, but there's so many like student discount apps now as yeah. well. Yeah. I think yeah. there's so much at, at a fingertips digitally. Like I noticed that the actual search trend for Freshers Week is is decreasing year on year. Really? But if you look at the specific brand names of um, student discount apps and, and brands, they're increasing. So people are just going, well, students are just going straight to the brand now because mm-hmm. they know um, 
it's available. So even if you typed in like Apple uh, student discount, that is increasing year on year. Mm. Because people mm. are so they know what they want already. They know now, yeah. That's interesting. So you don't necessarily just, like we said at the very beginning, you don't just have to say about your discount because they probably know it's yeah. there anyway. Yeah. So how could down. you be better spending that creative time, that message time? Mm. So Sorry, I just threw in a, like, a new stat. No, that's <laughs> really interesting. I was uh, having a little research on it. I just thought, God, that's crazy. I don't know if that's the mm. decrease in people going specifically to uni yeah. and more going to college and apprenticeships that yeah. Freshers Week has sure. decreased year on year. But yeah. it's an interesting one. Anyway, well, you said when when do you pick your brand for life? And like we've uh, had a stat before that said it's around 13. So if these people like have grown up with social, they'll have been using it for like absolutely years before they yeah. even get to uni. So chances mm. are they've been targeted by a million brands before, mm. before they get there. So. Time for new things and not just starting out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the pre-freshers week period going to be like (laughs) ten years (laughs) time. We're going to have to start targeting at like fifteen years. No, it's just like yeah, like you said, doing something a bit different and being creative instead of like just starting the journey there. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Rox, I can comfortably say that if I were to take an exam or a degree in student marketing now, <laughs> I could comfortably pass with first class honours. Wow. Thank you very much <laughs> for joining us. I really enjoyed you. it. Yeah, Excellent thank you. insight there. And um, yeah, take all of that in ahead of Freshers Week, I'd imagine, or the wider student year if you haven't already started. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. <laughs>